This podcast is a member of the WrestleJoy Podcasting Network. Visit WrestleJoy.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as interviews, show reviews, articles, and more, as we bring out the joy in the wrestling world today. sophisticated wrestling podcast discussing the weekly aspects of it all right here on the bald monkeys wrestling Welcome back to the Bald Monkeys Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am Christopher, and we are back with a very special interview, the first of its kind. I have Captain Chuckles with me. There's two of us, and look at this. We have two guests tonight. New we guests. Have two. Four minutes of heat. Ricky wow. Gibson and Eddie Pearl. I cannot believe you guys are with us tonight. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having us. Uh, it is exciting times right now. We have nothing else to do but to get on podcasts. Uh, and I was excited that you guys invited us because uh, I think you guys put out some really cool shit stuff. Can I say shit? You, you can, can say, say shit. shit. Good, because I just said <laughs> Thank it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. If you couldn't, I can easily just bleep it out when I do the editing. Perfect. Right. We won't. Just, We're going to put a counter no. in the corner of how many times you actually say it. When, uh, when Eddie talks, go ahead and just bleep a random word just to make him sound like a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is our first tag this. team. Yeah. So this is the first tag team we've had on the podcast. So it'll be fun. We're going to see how it goes. We're not quite yes. sure if this is going to stay on the rails or go off of it, but we're, we're confident that we're going to get something good out there. If yeah, you've yeah. listened or watched anything we've ever done, it's going to go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> well, then that's good for us. That's <laughs> exactly. what we need. So we start every uh, one of our podcasts off the same way. Uh, we'd like to learn a little bit more of the background of, of the wrestlers and, and who they are and how they started. But everybody starts when they're little. So what was young Ricky Gibson and young Eddie Pearl like? You go first. Me go first? You go oh, first. Oh, man. What were we like or not? Okay. Uh, man, I'm a troublemaker, obviously. I was terrible in school. Um, but, I, but I really wasn't that – terrible of a kid i was just uh just kind of toe the line of uh being a, a terrible kid so that was me I, that was literally it i was just kind of bad kind of bad yeah. i've heard some stories he's he's <laughs> downplaying it <laughs> uh i was rowdy as hell i climbed to everything uh i i got kicked out of daycare like my parents tell me that story all the time i got kicked out of daycare because i was climbing bookshelves and like I bit the the uh, <laughs> yeah oh, I wow. bit the lady that was watching us. Uh, it's, it was pretty funny. Like I'm, in that I was really young. Uh, once I started going to school, I was a little bit more behaved. I, I was a lot more behaved. Like I never got in trouble. Um, but man, I was wild. <laughs> so that's where the biting comes from. All right. <laughs> I've noticed that. There's a lot of mouth action going on. Whoa. Um, <laughs> whoa. Oh, 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 chill, 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 chill. Whoa. Relax. So, 
So we're growing up, we're getting older. Um, what, when's our first memory of wrestling? What was the first kind of thought was, wow, this is cool and I love it? Uh, oh, I'll answer that. Uh, I remember uh, just flipping channels kind of a, a thing. And I remember seeing uh, Kane in like 1998 when he was like, when he was Kane, you know what I mean? And the, uh, I had no idea what wrestling was, but just the image of uh, Kane, this like weird monster, like it, it was during his entrance, blew my mind. I couldn't fathom what I was watching. And uh, yeah, ever since then. I've actually never watched wrestling. Oh. <laughs> it shows. He just showed up. Uh, similar. I was at a, a babysitter's house. I was older and I didn't get kicked out of this one. Uh, someone else was flipping through the channels and it was the undertaker and mankind on TV. Undertaker and and, and uh, it was, it drew my attention immediately. Uh, it wasn't until slightly later that I really started watching it, but that's the first memory, like being at the sitter's house, like, in the, I remember the specific bedroom, the bed. Like yeah. I remember everything about that moment because uh, it was something just wild. I've never seen that before. Now you're getting into wrestling, and it, was there wrestlers that stood out that that made you guys kind of go, "Man, I I kind of want to do this. Maybe I maybe I can do this." Yeah, I don't know if I mean there's so many, but like growing up, uh, like once I started really getting into it, uh, it was definitely the Undertaker. That mystique, like, just made me love it. Uh, but what, what made me buy into myself being able to do it was uh, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Like oh, that nice. story of like, and he was always billed as like the underdog. And uh, mm -hmm. it was WCW and it was specifically his feud against the uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. And like that, he's the underdog and he finally gets the win. And to me, it was like, ah, I, I could do this too. And yeah, love it. Yeah. For me, it was like, it was two phases. It was like when I first started watching, it was Kane. And then, of course, Jeff Hardy, like all of the stereotypical, like, oh, these are. And then, yeah. And then once you start watching over time, you get a little bit older. And it's like, oh, you start noticing the Chris Benoit's, the Eddie Guerrero's, Demon. So, like, you know, you try to go to that art form, you know, technical style. And yeah. So it's like first, like it's the the lights and the glamour of wrestling. Yeah, and then yeah. as you learn more about mm -hmm. it, you become more of a more of a, a student of the game. Right. Yeah, exactly. Dude, chill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did it get started? How did uh, how did that first moment of all right, I got to figure out how to become a wrestler, or I'm gonna go try and do this? How did that get started? Uh, for me, it was tough for me because like uh, I have a bunch of learning disabilities, <laughs> and uh, like I'm dyslexic and, and have like really severe ADHD, hence like the shitty kid uh, part. But uh, just being rowdy. But um, so for me, it was like almost like uh i had like a fear of failure and like it was almost like not even an option because like oh this everything else is so like especially something i care about that much like i was like there's no way that can be achieved but um yeah so it took me a long time i didn't start until i was 26 so it took me a long time to uh like overcome that idea like kind of bat that aside and then mm -hmm. go for it so uh man i started watching wrestling when I was really young my best friend in fifth grade so however old that is I can't remember now but uh we started like we started talking about it like yeah we're gonna grow up we're gonna be a tag team we're gonna be wrestlers um and live in Oregon born and raised and I started searching for schools and there's nothing in Oregon and there was nothing in Washington uh yeah. because the athletic commission basically banned it so like I was looking up schools in California and uh you know all over the 
the United States. And I was like, I can't get to any of these. Um, and it was, I was 16 years old. Uh, Portland wrestling had just come back for like the third time, third or fourth time. Um, and when I went out to one of those shows, one of the guys there was like, yeah, there's a school, uh, an hour from my house in Hillsboro. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> and that, that was it. Like I, I mean, he, he did too, but I started uh, amateur wrestling in middle school. Yeah. So like I got the foundations of, you know, the athletic part and the strength training and the agility and whatnot. Um, and that started it for me. I yeah. knew that was step one. Yeah. And that's, that's how much like I was calculated even at a young age, even though it took me so long. Like the only reason I did amateur was I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, the best guys have an amateur background. So mm -hmm. I wanted that. So I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I don't usually ask everybody this, but I want to know what was that first Six bump inches. like? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Continue. That's, that's Chuck later in the. In, uh, yeah. you're, you're a little that, early. You're a little that, early. That, <laughs> that looks like a Chuck question. Classic Chuck, dude. What, what, was, that, what was that first bump like? Yeah. You know, always. Do you have felt like yesterday um <laughs> he fell yesterday actually uh, yeah I, I took a bump yesterday no the first one like it was uh it, it was insane like so uh, it, it's so weird like the perception of what you think it feels feels like and then the reality and the i remember taking my first bump and and just thinking like this is literally impossible and then the next day not being able to move my neck and like oh. barely get, get out of bed. And in that moment when I was laying in bed, I was just going over the roller decks of like superplex German. <laughs> and like, I hadn't done any of that yet. I just took a regular old uh, flat back. So like the idea of it was like, it, it was like, this is impossible. I can't believe this. But then, you know, luckily I was stupid enough to just keep going. Back. Yeah. yeah. And eventually <clears throat> you do, you get calloused to those movements and you can start to manipulate them and, and stuff like that. But yeah, for definitely like, it was a shock. It, I was, it was a shock to me how everything hurt. The ropes hurt, turnbuckle hurts. Uh, you know, you, you, you know, the classic like dog on wrestling, it's like, Oh, it's like a trampoline and there is bounce, but it doesn't do shit. So like you look at that and you can go like, Oh yeah. Like there's a little, but it really just, it uh. was terrible. I, uh, I have two stories of, of training that uh, really like nail home this point. So first of all, uh, my first bump, same thing. Like this sucks. Like it hurts a lot. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you just get up and you keep doing it because it's what you've always wanted to do. Um, early in training, uh, I, I mentioned I was, uh, I was 16 when I started. I was on the high school wrestling team at the time. And the guy that started with me uh, was also on the wrestling team. And we had another guy that was on the wrestling team that didn't start with us. Uh, his name was Nathan. He was uh, an Asian that was jacked out of his mind. Like he looked like Brock Lesnar. In fact, he loved Brock Lesnar. Damn. Like huge traps, huge arms, like stereotypical, perfect amateur wrestler. And uh, he was obsessed with wrestling too. And finally we convinced him to come out and he got in the ring and he bumped like 10 times in a row and hit his head every single time. Sure. And he did not come back to training. And this is a guy that you would look at and go, this guy's going to oh, be yeah. a machine. He's going to be a monster, uh, natural talent, like natural build too. There's, like, there's so many of those guys that come into to practice and you look at him 
and they're like they're the perfect build and they're like the perfect look of a wrestler and like deep down you're like yeah, i wish i looked like yeah. that <laughs> and then those guys dude they get bumped out they they can't yeah. feel it uh story two that best friend i was talking about cody growing up uh i finally convinced him to come down to training and uh, he rolled around like we, you always start with rolls and like making sure you're you can move and whatnot. Uh, and he took one bump and was like, "Nope, this isn't." <laughs> Literally one, done. and he was done. Uh, and he he hung around like he helped us with ring crew and setting up and tearing down and you know help behind the scenes at shows. But he's after that he was like, "I, I can't." <laughs> and it just it makes me feel really good about what we do uh, and like puts all the people to say it's fake or, uh, you know, it's, it's trampoline or whatever, just puts it to rest because there's so many people that have tried and just failed miserably. That, that was one of my issues with that bullshit show, Glow, where, like, they show a scene <laughs> oh, of them, yeah. like, taking bumps. She's like, hey, not that bad. And I was yeah. like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, I think, I think I would be the one and done and be like, okay, come on, let's go. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. thanks. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you guys some coffee, some water, whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah. You talked about one of your friends growing up, Ricky, of wanting to join to be a tag team with him. Uh, yeah. Your friend is not the gentleman next to you. So how no, did we're, we're how, not friends? <laughs> I say the same thing about this yeah, guy. Right? Yeah. Um, how, how did you guys meet and how did the tag team four minutes of heat start? Uh, yeah. So I was training at a school in Salem, Oregon uh, and I was like secondary coach, but the other guy just never got in the ring. Uh, <laughs> and Eddie was training. He only trained once a week at a time because of his, because of his work. Uh, and I wasn't going to training on those days. So he was there on Wednesday. I was there on Monday and Friday. Um, and then the occasional time we would cross paths on a Friday or uh, maybe I would come down on a Wednesday or something like that. Um, but he stood out like as a, almost instant natural like the way he moved in the ring and did stuff and i missed the first couple trainings so i I don't really know but like that's that's what stuck out i'm just the best he's the best uh it stuck out to me and uh i got a text message from a a company here in portland that said hey i want you to be with a like i want you to find a tag partner for this next coming show uh and i i was at a show at the time a a student show at the time and i turned and was like hey you want to wrestle on whatever date for doa he's like yeah. Um, and so he became my tag partner for that thing. It was supposed to be like a one-off thing. Uh, but at the time I was traveling to California a lot and I just, I was like, dude, get in the car. Like we're going, you're going with me and we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we just kind of took off from there. Nice. I can't, I can't get rid of them. <laughs> Follow me everywhere. Right. Yeah. Now that since this is the first time we've had a tag team, we can actually kind of ask, questions about the other person and have the other person be in the same room six six inches oh Oh, sorry still a little early what what is since you guys don't like each other and you aren't friends what's what's each other's worst habit oh man please don't bury me (laughs) I, i honestly i hate to i hate to put you over but i can't think of maybe it's like your lack of talent but (laughs) (laughs) no like i honestly like we have such a good uh like uh work working relationship not only like just you know uh talking shit but uh man my my numbers are up i said it like a bunch of times yeah um 
but yeah, but yeah, no, we we have a good working relationship with it. There's not a lot. There's no fighting. There's no um, usually whoever has a creative idea. And if like we do disagree, like it's not fighting. It's like tweaking it. I'm like, hey, how about this? This might look a little bit better or whatever it is. So like, yeah, I can't say, man. Does he snore? Does he yeah. chew with his mouth open? Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> Blow bubbles. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, this isn't that bad, but he does. He has to fall asleep with a TV on. So when we're traveling, he's in a hotel room. And I need it completely dark. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so with that, Daddy. Yeah, that's the only thing. See, I didn't realize. Like, it's really hard to get a small TV and headphones to watch. It's really easy to get a sleep mask and uh, earplugs. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Okay. Wow. Oh, bitch. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess if I had to choose one, that would be it. Um, Eddie snores really loud. That's true. So there's, that's the balance out um, where it, it doesn't normally keep me up but I've definitely woken up because of it. I snore too, but well, I don't think it's Well, bad. maybe if you turn the TV up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Chris is the same way. He snores like a banshee. I mean, yeah, dude. It, it's ridiculous. But I wake, then, I wake but then again, up like, I do too. I just sleep right through shit. So it, it doesn't even throw, matter. They throw shit at me. Like I, I'm sleeping and snoring and I'll wake up and those like shoes around me. and Yeah. Like, bricks yeah. and stuff it, it is what it is man. <laughs> bricks That's oh i wasn't there for that one thank god well yeah. what what's each other's best trait what what what's the thing you like about each other the most um <laughs> i've said this about him before which like uh i said this before and people are like what the hell but uh uh he he if it was like giving up wrestling or slitting my throat he'd kill me and and I know the same reaction. People are like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But there's like that that passion. Like he is so. That's the other thing I like about us too. Is like, dude, if he gets signed, see, you, dude. Like, there's no none of that like animosity, like ever or like. Uh, there's just we don't have room for it, dude. It doesn't fit into our programs. You know, uh, we both have this uh, idea that we're not going to hold each other back. We're going to push each other as far as we can and go as far as we can together. But if yeah. there's a, a phone call comes and Eddie answers the phone and it's a contract, I'll be like, hey, good job. See you later. Um, and of course, I'll be jealous, but it's not going to show up in any sort of negative fashion and vice versa. Of course, I, I could have just said his passion and not that he would kill me over I wrestling. Would, but, no, I would kill you. Though. Yeah, I know. Uh, you would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think... The same goes with the passion, but more so like the thing that I love about him is his creativity uh, in so many uh, sense of the word, like so many, op like artistically and, and gear design and wrestling ideas and uh, just in general, like he has a lot of creativity that motivates me to be creative. I have a vision. Nice. Vision. He's, he's got that vision to go and push yeah. forward. Exactly. Speaking of ideas... So I mean, who segue. comes up? Yeah, the, it was the perfect segue. It was like it was as if we send questions to people. I know and they kind of know. <laughs> um, but who who comes up with the content for you guys? If if you haven't seen any of uh, their uh, non in ring kind of stuff, I guess it. I guess right. you could say um, yep. it. It is it is very exciting to watch because you never know what the heck is going to happen. <laughs> I mean. So where where do the influences come? Like who comes up with the content? I'm assuming 
since you guys are such best friends and you don't hate each other, <laughs> that it's, it's, it's a, a, a two-person effort. But talk us through how you come up with some of those things. I do everything. Wow, dude. I was, I was literally <laughs> about to say I do everything. <laughs> Should have timed uh, that better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and go. Six inches. Uh, <laughs> truly a joint effort. Um, I will give him most of the credit for stuff. Like, uh, he comes up with a lot of the ideas, uh, but we really, you know, uh, workshop together. Yeah. Like, they, it's especially like in ring stuff, it's one of us will have an idea and it's like, okay, it'd be slightly better if we did this or that. And uh, it just it spirals from there. Yeah. Uh, the video stuff, the out of ring content, uh, totally, totally depends. Like everything's back and forth. The mullet versus mullet match, all him, all him. I was just there. Nice. Uh, his, his creative vision, the editing, the, the everything was him. Now, how, how did <laughs> I take all credit for it? <laughs> how, how, how did that come about? Like, how did you how did you come up with the idea of that and we we also know who did not win that match yeah. clear by the looks of it fairly clear um it just it, hit him with the truth dude it's i've been wanting to cut my hair for a long time i really did yeah i, I was go. sick of it like i'm losing my hair the the bald gene grows in my family yeah, uh yeah. And, and i had it but i didn't want to be the guy that was just trying to hold on to it so gotcha. it had to go uh, we spent a long time building to it, like just slowly. Yeah, this started... was this was like months. So I was like, "Hey, like, I'm pretty sure it was February." February when I told them I wanted to. Where shave it was my like, head. "Hey, let's try to make this an organic thing over social media." So like, I'll say something on Twitter, like something, something. My mullet looks so good. You comment, you know, stuff like that. And eventually, it got to a point where people were posting their own things like even like twitch streams they'd be like oh if they're watching one of our matches they're like oh i think i think eddie has the better mullet or whatever so like we so from like february we were like trying to like this we were doing a psyop dude we were trying to psyop the people i and, had uh, i had my barber film a video and i i was i asked him to film me like a 30 second just say hey i'm a barber uh, I cut hair for a living and I think Ricky Gibson has a better mullet. And he came back to me like three days later with this professionally shot commercial about like with clips of him cutting hair. And, uh, and he's like, my name is, uh, Roberto. I, I cut for fisticuts barbershop. I've traveled all over the world, Japan, Mexico, the United States. I've cut hair. I've cut some of the, the, uh, hairs for, uh, soccer players in in the, I can't remember what the soccer league is, whatever. Um, I've done all of this and somebody's muffins are ready. I, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then he ends it with, and I believe that Ricky Gibson has a superior mullet <laughs> and awesome. it's still like this perfect. And then it just goes on and on. We had all these other people chime, not, we didn't have them chime in. They just started chiming yeah. in and making this thing. And so, yeah, that was the idea. He was losing his hair. He wanted to cut it. And it's like, I hate it when like, I'm a, with wrestling or just anything really, well, especially wrestling because it's the platform for it, but like I'm a use every part of the animal kind of guy. So like, I was like, dude, we got to use that. I mean, that's a big deal. People talk about our mullets, like they're, they're always putting it over. So it's like, if we don't do that, it'd be, it'd be stupid. So yeah, it's got to be awesome to have an idea like that. And then just social media stuff just organically takes yeah. it to the next level, to the next. And it make it, did it make it easier 
for oh, you yeah. guys to progress then? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, think of it this way. Think 10 years ago. Uh, imagine a pandemic like this where everything halted. There's no wrestling. 10 years ago, the, the professional wrestlers that were wrestling at the time, they would not have any platform for that entire time. Like there's yeah, no yeah. Facebook, there's no social media. Like 10 years ago, maybe like 20 years ago. Look it up. 10 years ago. I mean, you might have had what MySpace. Well, 10 years ago, we had Facebook. We had yeah, Facebook okay. 10 years so let's ago. go 20 years ago. 20 years ago, where you might have had a little bit of internet, but not much. I've, dude, I've lost track of time. I can't believe I've, <laughs> yeah. I've been wrestling for so long. Uh, but people would have no platform. They, right. There would be no way to advance these stories when, yeah. when, when the pandemic happens and everything gets cut off, you wouldn't hear or see from these guys until everything got back to normal. And right now you have like, you have us that we're staying relevant. We're staying active. We've produced a match that literally thousands of people have watched on uh, IWTV mm -hmm. and we haven't been in a wrestling ring since March. Like it, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Social media helped us here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a weird situation where it's like this was kind of the perfect time for wrestlers yeah. to have a pandemic because they have the tools to co at least continue to put out content. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, it, it, uh, it, it helped in the sense that like I, I would hate to do all this work and then just like two people see it or like it goes. Yeah. So when the, with a natural build, it was like people are anticipating it. So, yeah. Do you feel like there's more people like – hungry for content right now like that do you, do you guys feel like you're actually able to reach more people i, I want to say yes and it, it's 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 harder for me to say totally yes completely because there's so much content out there mm -hmm. that it's like uh i don't know if people are starved for content i mean with every kind of app and this and that there's all kind of, and it's not good here's, so, here's what i see i think they might be starved for good content I think there's two there's it's a yes and no answer so you have a lot of people who are like I'm bored I want to watch wrestling I'm sitting at home I got nothing else to do I want to I want to watch content so there's that group of people there's also a large group of people and no like I'm not dissing them at all but where they may say hey there's more important things in the world right now than wrestling so shut up about it I've seen that and that's fine like that's their opinion like I'm here to entertain the rest of the people but uh, it's really it could go yep. either way for yeah. sure yeah, we're here for the rest of the people that want the content. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, Otherwise, you're on a podcast. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen a ton of people, like I've, I've gained a ton of new followers over the last couple of months that I probably wouldn't have or probably wouldn't have seen me if it weren't for this, this dead time because they're just searching for something new and something different, something more. Mm -hmm. Right. Now we're going through this and, and you guys are obviously – two very motivated people because you're putting stuff out there. You're, you're continuing to, to push forward and try to build your, your, your line, your, your personas and your, and your characters. What keeps you motivated other than just the drive for success? Uh, each other big time. Um, I know that sounds corny and, and cheesy, but uh, we, we keep each other pretty motivated. Uh, we talk daily and there's always some sort of like, keep it going, keep it going. Um, I don't know, goals. We, we have goals. Like we, we have somewhere where we want to be, mm -hmm. uh, and just to be stagnant, to, to sit still, uh, bothers me to my core. Like, I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're not trying to reach the pinnacle of, of whatever you're most passionate about, like, I, I don't know what you're doing. Like, so yeah, I want to reach or, or fail trying. Like, 
that was a big thing about my whole getting over the fear of failure thing is like, dude, I want to fail now. So I'm like constantly searching that out. And like, I mean, obviously not really, but like, you know what I mean? That type of mentality where it's like, you know, I want to strive to the top or fail. Cause I don't want to be, cause I, like I said, I went so long, not wrestling. Mm-hmm. I know what the feeling of wanting something really bad, this passion that I have and not doing it, sitting mm-hmm. alone in my room, watching TV sucks. <laughs> it's one of the worst feelings in the world and I won't go back. So I'm going to, I'm going to really pull the curtain back here. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not a motivational six inches. <laughs> God, I'm not a motivational speaker. Uh, but I've created four rules for myself, uh, that I look at daily and I study and like, I, I try to always work towards, uh, and it's not all original ideas. I stole this from different people. Uh, number one, clear vision. Like we have a vision and that vision is never clear. It, it can change obviously, but like that vision has to stay clear and you always have to be working towards that. Uh, number two, empty the bucket. And what that means is like put everything into it. Like there's no holding back. There's no like, Oh, it's not the right time. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, put everything into this or I don't want to lose all my money or whatever. Like that's not, it's not an option. Put everything in there, give everything, and not just for myself, but for everyone around me. Yeah, it, it's that mentality of, of, of like, oh, when I do this, I can do this. Like, well, you're just waiting for, mm-hmm. like, I, like uh, throughout my 20s, I was like a dreamer, like a lot of dreams that never came true. It's like, oh, I want to fix up this car. It never happened. Like, so <laughs> I, I actively try to recognize that and not do that. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be like, oh, that's 200 bucks. Before I'd be like, I can't, I can't get that. Now I'll buy it. I'll find a way to make the 200 bucks back. You know, whatever that is. Uh, Rule number three, always blame yourself. Talking to me. Uh, Anything that I fail at is my fault. Anything that happens to me is my fault. Um, And because of that, I can control everything. Like the, I'm, nothing can get in my way. I can't say, Oh, it's Eddie's fault. I didn't make it. Uh, or it's, you know, it's, it's the booker's fault for not putting me in the position. Uh, it's always my fault. Um, and that always gives me control. Uh, the last one is, uh, and this was a, a quote from my wrestling coach was uh, failure is inevitable. The suffering is optional. So there's going to be the times where we don't make it. We don't, I, I fail or, or whatever it is. But if you let that get to you, if you let that hold you back, like the suffering part, that's optional. You're going to fail. Everyone mm-hmm. is, uh, but you don't have to suffer from it. That's, that's so better than so much better than my wrestling coach. His was just Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. Same kind of message, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> sort of. So uh, let, let's get out of the wrestling ring. Let's, let's, uh, let's see what you guys are doing when you're not wrestling. What kind of hobbies do you guys have? <laughs> A tan? Does, does watching wrestling I, count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it does. <laughs> so my, my day-to-day, so I, I work out, I tan, and I hang out with my kids. Uh, I've got two kids, I've, uh, a nine-year-old boy and a uh, four-year-old boy. Uh, both are obsessed with wrestling, just like I was. Um, and that's, that's, I don't have any other hobbies. Like, it's, it's all traveling for wrestling, eating at Denny's, and uh, playing with my kids. Yeah, pretty much... Uh... <laughs> I was going to make a joke. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, But yeah, same like for me, like uh, minus playing with his kids. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, 
<laughs> no, but like every everything is geared towards wrestling. Uh, like that's the the passion I have and the the drive and the so I'm I'm tanning like he is working out. Uh, you know all everything all my hobbies go into uh, wrestling one way or another. So yeah, we're kind of boring outside of wrestling. <laughs> my my hobby is continuing to grow my beard during the the pandemic. It's pretty good. If I could grow one, I would. It, 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 Christopher can't grow one for the life this of him. I mean, this is all I got. <laughs> he's got nothing. <laughs> favorites. Everybody's got them. We want to find out some of your guys' favorites. So let's see. Uh, when you can travel, uh, what's the what's your favorite city to wrestle in? Man, city. Ooh, city. That's because I was going to go state or state. We'll go state. Okay, I'll, I mean, I'll, we could take a whole state. I, I, I really enjoy any any uh, time we go down to California. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always fun. The drive is always fun, even though it's mm-hmm. long. Uh, but that's like part of it. That's part of the, the fun. Yeah. I don't know if city is the right term because like we don't go sightseeing. Like we, <laughs> if, if we drive, we drive to the hotel, we drive to the venue, we drive to the hotel, we drive home. Yeah. If we fly, we you know, get picked up, go to the yeah. venue. Like we don't go out to the bars. Like, so we don't ever well, see Well, I'll say this. Sacramento is the drizzling shits. Sacramento <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love Through wrestling. You, Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love wrestling in uh, Oakland, California. The city itself is almost scary, but it's, there's something fun about it. Like it's not dangerous. Yeah. Like I've never felt like danger there, but it's, it's something different. But the, the venue for uh, for Hood Slam, if you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's incredible. Um, Hood Slam is is one of my favorite places to wrestle. Uh, and then Defy at the Washington Hall in mm. Seattle, Washington. Uh, the energy that's in that building is electrifying. It's incredible. Nice. And I think I saw on Twitter as I was going through that they have a show in September. So sorry. That's not me. I That's think. Me. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. I think that was uh, my easy bake oven. Sorry. I lost everything. Um. Yes. So we have a show in September. It's uh, bu- 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 September like twentieth or something like that. Uh, as long as everything else goes fine. Um, and then they have a joint show with a company out in. I'm losing everything. I'm so Ricky, sorry. Ricky's making the screen smaller and smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps shrinking. I don't know. I lost everything. So I, I hope you guys can still see us just fine. We We're still good. Yeah. Good. Um, yep, yeah. So they have, a, they have a show in September as long as everything's fine. We're currently the Defy Worldwide Tag Team Champions. Um, it's, yeah. Uh, so yeah and, and I don't just say that I love that venue because Defy and, and having the champions like it's that it, it's just insane how loud and, and wild it is but I'll tell you my favorite road trip is to Reno Nevada from Oregon mm. uh, ah, Crater Lake Crater Lake <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually where that whole thing started from we I told him we were driving right by Crater Lake and he was like awesome and we passed this little pond he's like ah <laughs> crater lake (laughs) um but yeah the drive through the mountains through the just the fresh air and uh and Mm -hmm. then eventually the desert of nevada like it's just amazing it is beautiful i i have been lucky enough to go out there and have been to reno and 
a bunch of the cities in California and Vegas and Tahoe. So it is very beautiful out there. I, awesome. I and, and Oregon. I actually stopped in Portland one time and then ah. Eugene another time on a, going on a baseball tour with my dad a long time ago. Nice. As we were yeah. driving to Seattle. That's yeah, cool. Eugene's. <laughs> you know, you're the second person that has said that, yeah. that I've said I've been there and they're like, I mean, the campus is nice, of course, but, you know, that's the yeah. Favorite opponents mm. in the ring that you've wrestled? Oh, man. Uh, there's a team uh, from Canada. They're called the Strays. And uh, we had a series of matches with them, and they are uh, unbelievably good. So, yeah, I, I would say that's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Stoner Brothers from California were uh incredible always fun to get in the ring with they wrestled for hood slam as well um so check that out uh i really enjoyed the couple months where i worked with gangrel uh mm -hmm. he is so knowledgeable and so fun to work with and really hard to understand <laughs> like he he talked real quick and uh, a little bit of a like um uh like slurs his words just a little bit mm -hmm. where it's it's I don't know. It's fun. It was, it's kind of difficult to understand him, but man, he's, he's incredible. Fun guy to work with for sure. The next two favorites are, are, uh, we're inputted here from, uh, Mr. Christopher. We yeah. have favorite snack or cheat meal. Yeah. Oh, you know, what, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't say that on here, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'll go snack first. Uh, Sour Patch Kid heads. Top notch. Uh, um, <laughs> shit. Uh, favorite cheat. I mean, I'm I'm always cheat mealing. I don't have really a, a super strict diet because I'm a little on the smaller side, so I'm always trying to get calories in. Mm -hmm. um, keep well, just keep working. Just keep working. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always eating crappy food, so mm -hmm. yeah. I don't. I don't know if I have a favorite cheat meal. I just love food. We know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite comedian. <clears throat> oh man. Uh, I joked. We joked. <laughs> I was gonna say Crystalia, but he doesn't want to get canceled yeah, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So <laughs> he, no. he's got a little, he's got a little heat right now. No, uh, actually, I think he stinks. Um, I would say maybe Tim Dillon. If you don't okay. know who that is, check him out. Um. Man, Mark Norman's really good. Mm -hmm. um, Sam Morell. Uh, these guys just put out uh, like a YouTube. They put their specials on YouTube, so go check them out. They're really good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I would say those guys. Uh, I have a, a variety of different ones. Uh, Norm MacDonald's oh, dry yeah. humor is hilarious to me. Norm's hilarious. Uh, Mike Berbiglia is hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, a little bit edgy, but Anthony Jeselnik makes me mm -hmm. laugh quite a bit. I got, I got, a, I got a follow up. So, yes. if you guys could get one comedian or writer to help you write something for you guys specifically, who would you get? Who would work well with you? You think? <laughs> I almost said another. <laughs> um, you, you wouldn't know him, but dude, uh, I can't even be on the air we, right now. We, we have a good friend that's a comedian <laughs> that uh, is a former wrestler. His name is Todd Royce. Um, okay. Good answer. And 
Uh, he is one of my favorite guys in the world, uh, but he's a comedian. He's got a go follow uh, Todd Royce XXL. Uh, he was on uh, Kill Tony recently. Uh, he's got a, I don't know. He's, he's a hilarious guy and he gets us uh, and he gets wrestling. So uh, that's cool. a way better answer than Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher, oh! just, just, to answer that, just to answer that question myself, Christopher, uh, my favorite comedian is George Carlin. Yeah, I knew May that. He rest. May he rest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last one for the favorites. Uh, who would the dream tag team match be against? And where would that match be? Mm. My, my answer always to this is yep. uh, Rock and Roll Express. Um, we were about to wrestle them. So close. Uh, so close. And then they had, uh, I think, something with New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to get that one back and where, oh man, I don't know. Anywhere, I guess. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Cow palace. Cow palace. The cow palace. Yeah. Your, um, your bedroom? <laughs> Got his ass. <laughs> Not your wife. You, you're the cow. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, I think a close second. For, <laughs> uh, man, I got a second, a third, and this is, uh, I'm not talking now, like in, in both of our primes, um, uh, Arn Anderson and Tolly Blanchard, uh, or the midnight express, uh, mm. oh, anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd have a favorite place to wrestle in, but I want yep. someone to say at some point in time, like some crazy place, like Antarctica, Mount Fuji, <laughs> like, Ooh, I didn't know that was you know, Oh, Oh yeah. The, right the sky is the limit with the monkeys. So, so like a place where, where, no action ever happens like your bedroom (laughs) turn you turn the bedroom joke around on me (laughs) wow dude we said him i just i lobbed it up right there (laughs) (laughs) okay so our last question it's probably the most important question it's debated on, (laughs) (laughs) on numerous podcasts one side is gaining a little bit of momentum a little bit of momentum. Hopefully we can keep that momentum going, but Oreo cookies. Are you guys the classic single stuff or the double stuff? See, I, I thought you were going to go like Brett or Owen, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to save that. That's oh, a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> double stuff. Uh, yeah, double stuff. The single stuff. I always always find that the double stuff is the Bret Hart of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the single stuff is almost insulting. Like, well, hold on, like, hold on. Don't be disrespect the single stuff. But I mean, it's it's no secret that everyone loves the filling of an Oreo. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Give him more. Exactly. Yeah. How could you not like it? How, who doesn't like that? That's oh, insane. You crazy people. Yeah, exactly. There, like there, there, there are numerous people, and you know who you are, who, have we, who we've talked to. That's why. prefer the single stuff. Are these professionals? They, they, they are these are. people you've had on this podcast? That's <laughs> they the are. Yeah, we, will, we won't name names. You can go I back want and names. watch. Slide me the whole dossier. <laughs> Do you dip Oreos in milk? Ew. I am, yes. a, I am a no milk ever no. with my Oreos guy. What about like a chocolate, chocolate chip cookie? Oh. Do, you st- <laughs> Do you dip your chocolate chip cookies in milk? No. Okay. No, no. Yeah, okay. No. I am a, not a dipper. Yes. No. Okay. 
Uh, I know nuggets, don't. I'll dip all day long. In milk? In milk you're sick. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I normally don't dip, but there's something classic about dipping uh, a chocolate, like a warm chocolate chip cookie. What are you, milk. six years old, dude? Yeah, I want to be. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're a grown ass man dipping your your cookies in milk. Grow up, dude. I said I don't. It's it's okay. It's okay. We got here. You guys gave us the answer we were looking for. We appreciate yes. it. Cool. Thank you. Thank and you guys for the time tonight. Now it's your time. Now what what do you guys have going on? Where can we find you guys? Where can people go look up four minutes of heat? Real fast. <laughs> That's a picture of uh, a young Eddie Pearl. Dude, that's Manta style, dude. Manta style. <laughs> My wrestling coach did not think that was funny. He he called me a kid just now. Uh, so I wanted I was gonna pull one of the other random things that he has here on his bookshelf. Don't worry about some of that stuff. Um, <laughs> to prove that he was the real child, but I don't need to. Okay. What do we have going on? So uh, patreon.com slash forum H. Uh, we post the latest stuff there. We post just about almost every day. Uh, we do a four-minute podcast, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yeah, that is a one-topic podcast that uh, no one should hear. But the rest <laughs> of our content—I <laughs> don't know, dude. We, we just we just recorded an all-time classic, Eddie versus Math. Yeah, where he I, just asked me math questions. So, <laughs> and if you remember from earlier, uh, Eddie had some learning disabilities. Not the brightest bulb. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we have that. We have a uh, YouTube channel that we don't really update. So cool, you know, dude! You're really selling us. Um, <laughs> and then social media, like we're all over social media with Facebook, uh, Ricky Gibson, Eddie Pearl, uh, Instagram. You can search same thing, Ricky Gibson, Eddie Pearl. You'll find us on there. Uh, and Twitter. Twitter's probably our favorite platform right now, just because it's so easy to go off of. But um, yeah, that's it. Uh, we Merch. have a Twitch channel yeah, starting real soon. Uh, soon, I've already soon. followed. Yep, Perfect. I've already got the follow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Merch. Uh, merch uh, the number four minutes of heat dot square dot site. Uh, yep. So that's easy. And uh, I, I like to always end with saying thank you. Like a lot of times we ask for like buy our merch, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, we have fun doing what we do, uh, and the only way that we continue to be able to do what we do is by uh, you guys like you bringing us on a podcast uh, fans hitting the like button, hitting share, uh, hitting subscribe. Even if it's not monetary, if you have no money and I know there's a lot of people out there that are, that are struggling money wise. If you have no money, you can still support us. Like we're independent contractors. We, we live and breathe based on uh, the follows, the likes and the shares. So uh, I, I thank you from both of us. We thank you too for having us on here and uh, honestly thank the fans for listening and uh, giving us an hour of your day to, to just joke around and have fun. Well, we thank you guys. Yes. It was a blast. Uh, we were very excited to get a tag team on. We've seen a lot about you guys and we were excited to have some fun. And I knew you guys would bring four minutes of heat for us. Oh, I'm so sorry and, we let you down. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Not even no, a little. No, definitely not. We'll have up but, all the socials at the end in the credits. Yep. And don't worry, for those of you who are just listening to this and not watching the YouTube video, you will hear either my beautiful voice or Christopher's beautiful voice telling you all those sweet sounds to click on your keyboard to get nice. to those social media places. Awesome. Cool.
but go check those out go hit the like button go hit subscribe go check us out at wrestle joy we have our weekly podcast out there we're doing these interviews we got tons lined up thanks for joining us four minutes of heat ricky eddie thanks for joining us thanks guys Come again soon. thank you guys peace out you can find four minutes of heat pretty much everywhere they're on facebook and youtube just search for four minutes of heat find them individually on twitter and instagram just search for ricky gibson and eddie pearl want merch well they got it check out their own site four minutes of heat dot square dot site that's the number four minutes of heat dot square dot site and don't forget to check out their patreon site patreon.com slash the number four mh don't forget to follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at the bald monkeys you can also catch our interviews on wrestlejoy.com Watch any of our other interviews or our roundtable podcasts at YouTube. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. And listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.